Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. From the Anajar yeah, yeah. and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Theo, before we grade stuff, you want to debut a new segment called Let's Laugh at New York? Uh, I'd love that. Okay. Let's, uh, let's do that. I think it's a great plan. Uh, let's go ahead and take about prize picks real quick. The best daily fantasy is prize picks. Promo code KLV, doubling your deposit up to $100 with prize picks. Tonight, little college basketball action. Tonight, little NBA action. Tonight, little NHL action. Who knows how much money you could win, and all it takes is putting in 20 bucks. It is prize picks. If you're not signed up, come on. Come on. Live a little. It's prize picks. Promo code KLV, doubling that deposit up to $100 with prize picks prizepicks.com slash KLV. Use that promo code. Download the app. So easy to use. That's prizepicks. Promo code KLV. Doubling that deposit up to $100 with prizepicks. Yesterday, Brian Cashman and Battle the Yankees general manager met with the media at the owners' meetings and... The New York Yankees finishing fourth in the AL East. The New York Yankees who, let's see here, let's pick the offensive category. They were 25th in runs scored this season. Uh, Team batting average for the New York Yankees of 227. That's 29th of 30 teams. Their offense was complete and abject direct. And they fell apart in the final six weeks of the season. Never to be talked about again. Brian Cashman hasn't spoken about the failure of the year until yesterday. Hey, Yankees fans, don't worry. The future is bright. Want to know why? Because the Yankees, they have the smallest analytics staff in all of baseball, according to Brian Cashman. Take heed. Oh, we're always looking to improve on process. So last year, like last year, everybody thought that, well, first and foremost, on the I want to make sure, you know, and I think it's been put out there. So people talk about we're analytically driven, right? Do you know where the, sec, uh, the, the least large, we have the smallest analytics department in the American League East? Yeah. Is that a shocker to you guys? We have the largest post-cutting <laughs> department in all of baseball. <laughs> Is that a shocker to you? Oh, man, to everybody? Shouldn't be. But no one's doing their deep dives. They're just throwing ammunition and, 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 and bullshit and uh, accusing us of being run analytically. Analytics is an important spoke in our wheel, but it, it should be in everybody's wheel, and it really is, is an important spoke in every operation that's having success. Yeah. There's not one team that's not using it. We're, we're no different. Uh, but to be said we're guided by stuff. analytics as a driver, it's a lie. But that's what people want to say. I know I can't change that narrative. All I can continue to do is say bullshit, not true. Oh, Brian Cashman got us. That the future is bright with the Yankees because the one thing, the one thing that has been shown to give every team in baseball an advantage over those who just spend money hand over fist is analytics. And you know what? The Yankees got us good. The Yankees are going to come back from the dead. Want to know why? Because they believe in analytics less than every other team. Bravo, Brian Cashman. Doing great. He's doing great. He's. I mean, he was bragging about that. He was bragging about that. You wouldn't. You, you didn't know that, right? We have the smallest analytics department. I bet you didn't know that. What is he doing there? That's not good. 
That's not good. But then there's Robert Sala, speaking of not good. He was asked point blank on ESPN New York yesterday by our teammate, Michael Kay. Why are you still playing um, Zach Wilson as your starting quarterback? Listen to this gobbledygook of word salad from Robert Sala. First of all, this, this shouldn't be litigated. Now, I never understood with a, a 39-year-old quarterback why a guy who couldn't start last year was the first line of defense if he went down. You've got Trevor Simeon uh, in your building. Why, why not give him a try? No, I got you. No, it's, uh, again, a fair question. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, like I said, he, he, I don't know. You got me. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to plead the fifth on all this one in terms of just, uh, oh my God. I, I kind of explained it, you know, yeah. respectfully, obviously, but, mm-hmm. but it's a vet, dude, they're valid questions, but, and I know, and I know from, the, from a passionate fan, from, from fans who are passionate, all having the same questions, I respect it greatly. Um, you know, but it's I, I've got to look at it from a global standpoint and uh, what? and just see where we are and uh, and look at the all twenty two the best I can and and make the decisions best as possible. So, um, guys, I've been I've been doing radio for a long time. That is the single weirdest answer I've ever heard anybody give in the history of sports talk radio. And what the hell with the Jets is the the, the, the global perspective. What is he even talking about? What was that? Global perspective. If I had to assume, maybe they're doing... You know, I did learn that Josh Dobbs over there with Minnesota, he's like some kind of like astrophysicist or he's really interested in that side. I think he majored in in college. Like maybe he's just trying to say that's where the Vikings went. So a global... Uh, Zach Wilson is... Somebody the backup and see now I'm mumbling over my words like he did. You sound like Robert Sala. What the right heck? Now. It's, it's hard trying to explain for the dude. Yeah, got me in the word salad. You guys just need to understand sometimes in the NFL that you need to take a step back and, and look at it from you know a global perspective. Like right. this, this is kind of what we're doing here, and it, it makes a lot of sense what Robert Sala said there. So uh, uh, go go Jets. Uh, <laughs> J-E-T. That's how you should have ended it. J E T S Jets. I mean, it's just, I it's guess, just a global look on things, guys. You got to look at Zach Wilson globally mr worldwide as they call him i i understand can, can we go back to to the the globally real quick uh, keep in mind robert sala robert sala was flat out just asked the simplest question possible um I, I, and i'm paraphrasing why don't you just play trevor simeon and robert sala was completely flabbergasted by the question like stammering over his words uh i don't know i i, I don't know what to tell you you got me. I'm going to plead the fifth. It was Michael K. presented him the easiest possible question to answer. Why don't you play Trevor Simeon? He could have said, uh, hey, uh, we, we feel like Zach still gives us the best position to win. Uh, he's still the guy that knows the offense best. Uh, we still think that we can work with him best. He understands the offense. And instead, uh, da, 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 good question. Uh, you got me with that one. I, I, I've never heard anything like it. it. It's almost like he lost consciousness while he was trying to answer that question. Again, Zach Wilson, of course, you've got to look at it from a, a global perspective. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way you can look at it because this whole time we've been looking at it from every other perspective. I've been looking at it from like a skyscraper perspective, not looking good. All right, right? So then I look at it from like an elevator perspective. That's kind of high up. 
not good either. You got to get really out there to the globe. You got to touch bases with my guy, Neil Armstrong, put that foot on the moon, have him maybe a better saying, and then you can get a better feel for what it is to to start Zach Wilson in a football game. Maybe hearing it one more time will will help us understand. Here's, uh, here's Robert Sala again. Fans who are passionate, all having the same questions. I respect it greatly. Um, you know, but it's I, I've got to look at it from a global standpoint and uh, yeah. and just see where we are and uh, uh, and look at the all twenty two the best I can and and make the decisions best as possible. Oh boy, Jets fans! I know you had some fun being four and three for a while. You're bad. You're you're bad. We have a caller, <clears throat> Benny from West Palm, who said, "Hey, I know what a global perspective means." Uh, hey, Ben. How are you doing? Good, buddy. Can you hear me? I hear you perfect. I I take off speaker. Uh, I think I know what's going on. So I think that's a directive directly from the general manager to continue to play Zach Wilson. It's a global view on trying to keep Zach Wilson's value to some extent so that at the end of the year they can do something with him because they has to make a determination of what they want to do with his contract moving forward, which I think they know long-term they don't want Zach Wilson even as a backup but they got to try and keep some value. If they bring in Trevor, it diminishes any kind of opportunity. There are some times when Zach Wilson will make a decent throw or do something or win a game, and it will jump up a value a little bit more. But I think it's a, I, when he says a global view, I he, think it's he's trying to give an answer that it's out of his control. He's being told that this is how it's going to be. This is where they I, want to start. I, I, I'm sure that there's someone from above or even a Woody Johnson's getting involved and saying, you got to play this guy, you got to play this guy for whatever reason. I think there's credence to what you save in. But also, Zach Wilson making a good throw one in every 17 attempts. I don't know if that's going to keep his value to a point where you can get any tangible asset for him. I almost think hiding him away and storing him away so that maybe people in the, can, can put his performances in the rear view and forget about the atrocities that he's putting out on the football field might be the best approach here. I, I just, and appreciate the call, Finn. I don't see the point in continuing to trot him out and don't put yourself in a position to win football games all so that in the long game here, you can get a fifth-round pick. Yeah, uh, That, to me, doesn't make any sense. That's the, the, and I've seen that theory been floated out there on Twitter, and that, that's the problem I have with it. What did Josh Dobbs just go for at the trade deadline? I believe it was like a sixth-round pick and a swap. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, like a bag of barbecue Lay's chips. If if Josh Dobbs, asset. yeah, if Josh Dobbs is going for that, it doesn't matter how well Zach Wilson plays this year. What's the best you're getting out of him? A fifth round pick, a fourth round pick. Is that worth you wasting a season of having the best defense, having an offense that has talent on it? Brees Hall's a top five running back now that he's back to health. Garrett Wilson's a top ten receiver. You go get yourself a quarterback. If this is really what the Jets are doing is trying to improve Zach Wilson's value on the margins, then it reaffirms what I said yesterday. It's an unserious franchise. And, right. and, yes. and Aaron Rodgers coming in there wasn't ever going to fix that. They were going to find a way to screw it up whether or not Aaron Rodgers is Achilles pop. I think you guys are missing the mark here. Um, <laughs> we got to look at it from oh, a global forgot, standpoint. Yeah. You, you do know. have to look at it from a global standpoint that they need Zach Wilson for this playoff push. And that's one thing that this team's locked uh, in on. That, that... <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, it just hurts. 
this playoff push. And Stone can't even say with a with a with a straight face. I mean, you, again, he got again, four words into it. Uh, again, it's the global perspective that you have to see it through. It's that lens. And when you look at uh-huh. you know who's next on the schedule, it's Las Vegas, and then you get a Buffalo Bills team that you can beat. Again, because Zach Wilson's already done that. It's the so absolute some, wrong time to hit ba- Vegas, some, by the way. Some, some continuity <laughs> um, and, and some of the tape that they've watched earlier in the season in week one on, on that 9-11 game. I'm excited for this, but you do need to not only you know keep his value on the up and up, but keep this team's record going on the up and up because we're 4-4 four and four and a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what if I told you, what if I told you, Theo, maybe this will change your mind about trading Zach Wilson. What if I told you you could get a sixth-round pick like Josh Dobbs, but instead of barbecue Lay's potato chips, you get cheddar sun chips? Hmm. Now, I'm not the biggest cheddar sun chips guy. What? They're objectively the best chips out there. No, well, no, no. What no, are you no, doing? No, Why no. Are you, what kind of claim is that? No. That's, what do you mean what kind of claim is that? They've got not. good texture, it's relatively healthy, and hashtag cheese. Yeah, nah, bro. You're losing that debate. Oh my ten God. times out of ten. I, but potato chips are so greasy, so gross unless they're Pringles. Uh, no, I want something <laughs> that's not greasy. I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah, my, I mean, God, we could sit here and rattle off fifteen yeah. right now I'd on the top of our chips, kettle chips over barbecue See, potato you're, chips. You're talking like a like a like an old healthy guy. Like you know, what I'm saying, listen to the things you're sun chips and kettle chips. Like those aren't the best. They're just maybe the best healthy option. Yeah, chips. leave it up for the junk food eater. Yeah, okay? I mean, leave it up for the, the big guns. Yeah, like <laughs> think about those. What are those Fritos? That's twisted honey barbecue. Those are decent. Fritos. Those Ooh, are going to be better than the sun chips. Yes, so, they are. Uh, they got uh, sweet spicy chili Doritos. I oh think are even goodness. up there more so on a scale than the cheddar sun chips. The lime flavored. <laughs> Flaming Hot Cheeto. Oh. The Lime Flaming Hot Cheeto. Talking yeah. cash. Yeah, these are, these are can't oh, miss chips. No. I, uh, I, did, I, did I ever tell you about my Flaming Hot Cheetos experience? <laughs> no. And why I have an aversion to them? <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid to ask. I was on vacation in, uh, in California with my family when I was in second grade. We went out and visited my uncle in uh, San Francisco, and we drove to Monterey, which is a couple hours drive to go see the, uh, the famous aquarium out there. And uh, I got a, a, a big bag of Flaming Hot Cheetos and eight-year-old me. Uh, is that how old? Yeah, eight-year-old me was like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, this would be great for the trip. Let's kill these. I killed the whole bag, had intense, terrible stomach cramps and and horrible diarrhea as a result oh. of eating the entire bag of Flaming Hot Cheetos. And so now, to this day, I still have an aversion to them because I have PTSD from the diarrhea I had um, with the uh, Flaming Hot Cheetos. Can't take the heat. Stay out the kitchen, my guy. What a rook. Come on, dude. I'd like, even put munchies. You know, they have sun chips munchies in Munchies are awesome. All right, munchies are great. A little salty, but they're great. Good texture. I'm a big texture guy. Munchies are good. I'm looking at it from the global standpoint. <laughs> yeah, you got to think globally with this. Uh, yeah, man, I mean, there's a lot of good ones, but the, I would never, if you would have gave me 20 shots to guess, I, I would have never said the cheddar cheese sun chips. Like, that would have never crossed my mind. fantastic. They're fantastic. That's a personal thing, though. I want you to know because you said it as if it was a blanket statement that everybody was going to agree with, and in, this is why you're being met with this kind of resistance. Um, you should just say to me, like, I really like yeah. the Sun Chips. And we, we, like, I would have never criticized <laughs> it. So, so you're, you're mad that I made a broad global Hell declaration yeah. that, that uh, Cheddar Sun Chips are the best chip out there. If me and Stone would have let that ride, you know how many phones, well, this phone thing would have blew up. People would have been like, what the hell is going on here? These guys like <laughs> Cheddar Sun Chips as their number one what chip. Is, what is the most respectful bagged treat that you can send with a quarterback in an NFL trade? 888 760 
888-760-3776. We suspect, breaking news from Stone Lebanowitz, that uh, Josh Dobbs went for a sixth and uh, Lay's barbecue potato chips. Mm. Um, I am suggesting that maybe, just maybe, long game, the Jets are really, really uh, looking forward to not only getting a sixth-round pick for Zach Wilson, but what puts it over the top? Cheddar Sun Chips. The, the cheddar-flavored Sun Chips. Uh, Theo hashtag and Stone cheese. Say, hashtag cheese. Don't forget that. Theo and Stone say that's ridiculous. That's not a high-quality chip. What is a high-quality bagged treat uh, befitting of a good NFL trade? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The Munchies one is good, and I think Munchies might be the most um, underrated potato chip. Is that fair? I think it's very fair, it's, actually. Yeah, it's underrated for sure. You got hot fries. As you can tell, I like the spicy you ones. You like pork rinds? Why, where are you on pork rinds? I like the spicy pork rinds. I haven't eaten them in a long time. I ate them as a kid a lot. If they're not spicy, I don't want them. Yeah. I'm a fan, though. <laughs> I, I dabble. Regular pork rinds, to me, just is like missing something. Yeah, typically, pork rinds go <laughs> when I, I can't financially stomach spending $18.90 on beef jerky. Right. So I turn over to the pork rinds. Like, you know, I yeah. have to. No choice, but I'll do it. Yeah, beef jerky is definitely number one in that in that genre of food. It's, it's, it's specifically it is a genre, right? Like, and then yeah. you got cheese straws somehow always right next to that. What about veggie sticks? Veggie sticks are not bad. They have to be zesty. I'm not a big veggie <laughs> sticks guy. All right, we every day go through tons of topics, and sometimes Stone just sort of tiptoes his way in. But this is the most, uh, the most confident, the most vociferous that Stone has been in anything in like weeks. Where we're talking snack chips we're talking bagged snacks and stone has given us every variation of these chips like oh veggie sticks oh but gotta be zesty gotta be zesty it's so powerful it's so stern and decisive i think we've really found his strength <laughs> yeah there's still one more as you guys so we can get this thing over with where do you guys stand on voodoos what the hell are those I, oh yes what mm. are those yes it's mm-hmm. like the mardi gras type yep. chips yeah yep you know the bag, uh, uh, Ken. You think about the bag that has like the Mardi Gras flair to it. It's black. It's white. It has a little color in between. Um, that's not helpful. That's not helpful at all. It has a I New have Orleans. No idea. It has a New Orleans pizzazz. It does. It does. Mm, so like so the, try try to get a bag tonight, Ken, and, and report back. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. All right, let's grade stuff. Let's take a break and let's grade stuff. Does that work? I'm down. Okay. Maybe we can grade some chips. I don't know. Sun chips get a C. Sun- no. Yeah. They're above average. All right. C plus. A C's passing. Okay. Yeah. Sun chips pass. Sun chips pass, <laughs> but I'm never going to grab them if I have other options. Hashtag cheese. Hashtag I'm not saying like it's the French onion sun chips. Those are a C. Hashtag cheese, though. Those are banging. Those chips are banging. <laughs> Uh, is joint pain affecting your quality of life at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care? Their team's experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. He's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. We're just looking at everything from a global standpoint. Levicka, Theo, and Stone, great stuff. Next on ESPN 106.3. You got to pump it up.
From the NHR and Levine Action into Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Maybe Robert Sala is just one of the, the greatest global ambassadors we've ever seen. He's putting his hat into the ring for Secretary of State. He's looking at everything from a global perspective. He is truly Mr. Worldwide, Robert Sala, looking at the pressing issues of our world like Zach Wilson and whether or not he should start from a global perspective. Somebody got to do it. He's the man for the job, Robert Sala. Uh, Time to grade stuff. ESPN, The Athletic. I'm sure you've seen it, guys, over the last couple of days. We have hit the proverbial midway point of the NFL season. And so both, both publications have issued mid-season grades, mid-term grades. Uh, And you want to know why? Because when we're putting together sports content, you know what's easy? Grades. You know what's easy is coming up with a time frame to issue said grades, like the midway point. That right there, we're just churning content, boys. And that's what you got to do in this bit. Like, what, what what else is there to do if not to Nothing. turn some content? Like, get right. into the content machine, get comfortable. That's right. So, uh, if they can do it, then who are we to not follow suit? It is time for Lavica, Theo, and Stone grade stuff. Here on ESPN 106.3. Guys, let's issue our first grades. The AFC East. Grade the AFC East as a division. Theo, let's start with your grade. Uh, AFC East, I got to go right now because the Bills are middling. The Dolphins are good. B minus. B minus. B minus. Okay. B minus stone. What are you grading the AFC East? Yeah, Finn six and three, the Bills five and four, the Jets four and four, making a playoff push, and then there's sorry, New England down at two and seven. I'm gonna go C because I I think I'm going C because of expectations. There were so many expectations going into the season. I'm not willing to give them a B with where they stand right now. Yeah, we thought this was gonna be the best division in football. It was the last year's division AFC in West. Football. Well, yeah, right. We, and we were wrong about that. That's the thing, y'all. Y'all thought that because I mean, who had high expectations for the Patriots. Well, I think that there were three teams, though, that we thought were all possibly playoff bound. Three out of four ain't bad. And then one of them, like the Jets, would be better, right, if they had their quarterback. Like, our assumptions were based on health for Aaron Rodgers. It's our fault because he was 39 years old. But yeah, I get what you're saying. It's a bit disappointing, but at the end of the day, you still have a team in contention for the one seed. You got three teams in contention to to win the uh, actual division. I think standing now, nine weeks in, you got to give them at least a, you know, and, a B. And you need to tone it down over there, too, because the AFC East is better than the AFC West. Yeah. I mean, there's one dominant behemoth gorilla in the <laughs> AFC West and a bunch of scrubs. You're right. Dominant? Uh, <laughs> yes. Like they're, they're good. Yeah, when's the last time the Chiefs have lost the AFC West? When's the last time the AFC no, championship right. has I'm just talking about the way they play this season. I mean, they're, oh, okay. they're, not, yeah. they're not dominant, but they're good. They're very, very good. And yeah, they're, right. uh, but the AFC East, I'm going to give them a C as well. It's average. Now, here is how I weight this, though. Uh, the Jets being 4-4, four and four, that, based off of the Aaron Rodgers injury, would have raised the grade of the AFC East. But you know who drags down the grade of the AFC East? It's not the Patriots. It's the Bills. The Billy Bills. The Bills are flat-out average. They're flat-out average. Therefore... Collectively, the AFC East is average. 
That's a C. Let's continue to grade stuff. Lavica Theo and Stone grade stuff here on ESPN 106.3. It is a first day tradition, a one day tradition here on Lavica Theo and Stone. First year head coaches. First year head coaches. Let's go around the room here. Jonathan Gannon, Arizona Cardinals. Stone, give your grade to Mr. Sound Effect himself. Oh, right. The Cardinals, one and eight. Uh, nobody behind center, and you jolted Clayton Toon in there. God forbid. Jonathan Gannon, you get a D-plus right now. Only the plus because Kyler Murray's back Ooh. in the lineup this week. Harsh grade. By the way, the graphic the Cardinals put out there with Kyler Murray uh, saying that he's activated and ready to go, that football is about as big as his torso. He looks like a little child. Uh, poor, poor, poor photo decision from the Cardinals' standpoint. Uh, tough grade there for Stone. Theo, how do you grade Jonathan Gannon? I actually give him a, a an A. Um surprisingly enough, I know the record is terrible. It's abysmal. If you're the Cardinals, though, what are you actually playing for? If not to get a top pick, to get a weapon in there to either help Kyler Murray or to make Kyler Murray expendable and get yourself a new quarterback. Also, the defense has looked pretty solid at times this year, and he's a defensive-minded guy. I I like what the Cardinals have this year. They have the literal worst roster in all of football, and Jonathan Gannon has at least made them fun at times with Josh Dobbs. And without his quarterback, I think he gets an A for a first-year head coach putting a put in a really tough spot. He at least has them out there playing football games and, and I guess, staying healthy and having fun. And this concludes the longest we'll ever talk about Jonathan Gannon <laughs> on this radio show. Uh, by the way, he does get a B uh, because he somehow found a balance of making them look competent at times, but also still being in play for the number one exactly. overall pick. Jonathan Gannon gets go. a B. Frank Reich. The head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Frank Reich. And, of course, when we say first-year head coaches, first year with their with their new team. Theo, I'll let you take the honors grading Frank Reich, Carolina Panthers. Uh, that's an F-. minus. Can you do F-? minuses? <laughs> yeah. Is there a grade below an F? Is there like a Z? I don't well, know. There's like a, an incomplete, yeah, like I was an gonna, I. Yeah, I was going to say an incomplete. There's, I'm complete in my thought on what Frank Reich has been <laughs> with these Panthers, and it's abysmal. Uh, not only uh, does this team not own its first pick, so they're incentivized to win. Frank Reich is one of be, being one of those coaches that's unable to adapt, right? He wanted the big quarterback. He got Bryce Young. He hasn't been able to properly scheme around having Bryce Young. That's his fault. Also, you had one job this year, Frank Reich. You had one job, and that was to beat the team that fired you midseason for an NFL analyst off the Sports Center desk, or not Sports Center, NFL Live desk and Jeff Saturday, and you put up a stanker against your former team, the Colts, anyway. Frank Wright gets an F minus, and I wish I can go lower. Stone grade Sean Payton, Denver Broncos. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> this is tough to do on the I spot. I give him a D solely for the Chiefs win. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say. I, this is uh, this is interesting, right? A three and five Broncos team with a win over the Kansas City Chiefs. I will go a C minus here. I, I think they're passing. I don't necessarily hate what the Broncos are doing, and they're on a bye right now, and if they can beat the Buffalo Bills the following week, you go from a C to a B, you're 4-5, and five, and you're talking a little bit of cash in the AFC West. I'll go C. Are we all in agreement? D'Amico Ryans, Houston Texans, gets an A. A, A+. plus. Yeah, yeah, I was going to grade Frank Rank based off of the criteria being D'Amico Ryans, right? You have Bryce Young, but on the other side, C.J. Stroud's playing well. D'Amico Ryans at the helm there. D'Amico Ryans, easy A. Uh, and then Theo, maybe the most nondescript coach in the NFL, Shane Steichen, Indianapolis Colts. I give him an A. I give him an A. Uh, you also had Anthony Richardson looking like a guy that could have contended for Offensive Rookie of the Year before he got hurt. 
you're making do with, with Gardner Minshew. You bring back in Jonathan Taylor. That backfield looks really good. I like if you're a Colts fan, you at least have to be excited for the future. We're great and stuff. Everybody's doing it. So that means we've got to as well. Because after all, it's Sports Talk Radio. We just need to follow suit, keep pace. Levicka, Theo, and Stone, great and stuff here on ESPN 106.3. Next up, frozen waffles. Frozen waffles. Stone grade frozen waffles. Not the kind you make on your own at the hotel or if you have a waffle maker, but the one you put in your toaster. Frozen waffles, Stone. Um, Let's go B+. Plus. Uh, I think it's a decent snack when you're craving it. Had them about two nights ago. Just mm. lather it up in some syrup yeah. and put it down the gullet. I'll go B plus. It's all right. Theo, frozen waffles. Grate them. A minus. Um, a minus. I, I really like frozen waffles. I haven't had them in such a long time. I just got nostalgic thinking about the strawberry ones or the blueberry ones. Sure. Um, yeah, frozen waffles. Anything other than the uh, the chocolate chip ones to me get a, get a, a pretty solid A. Uh, what I'll say with frozen waffles is they are definitely an A. It doesn't take long to make them. Easy if you have kids. Don't put them in the toaster too long. You don't want them too crisp because you do want to be able to use a knife to cut them yes. if you put syrup on yes. them. That's the okay. rookie mistake is trying That's to right. toast it too hard. No doubt. No doubt. Doing things too hard. Uh, let's continue to grade stuff here on Levicka, Theo, and Stone. How about we have some fun and we end up grading Russell Wilson. Mm. He was the most divisive, talked about, laughed at quarterback a year ago and in the offseason. Russell Wilson, his grade, midterm grade. Theo, let's start with you. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, for Russell Wilson, I, I got to give him a, a, a B minus again, uh, going back to that letter. I mean, just ending the streak, not letting yourself be a part of the team that got beat 17 times in a row for the first time in NFL history. For that alone, you get a passing grade. And his numbers have been decent this year, even though he has not been inspiring winning. Uh, I will give him a C. He has bounced back from humiliation. He's actually playing competent at times. And he got Sarah pregnant again. That's Hello. a C for Russell Wilson. That man cannot get off of his wife. And I understand it. Yeah. I mean, have you heard the songs? Have you seen the dances? I mean, my God. My My God. I'm a fan of Russ Freakly. here. I'm, I'm just looking at it from a global standpoint. <laughs> <sighs> She's got it. I'm She's a, got it. I'm a fan of Russell Wilson here. I'm going to go B minus. I think our expectations were really low. He's on pace to actually have a better statistical season than Patrick Don't Mahomes is right now. That. Patrick Mahomes stands right now with a passer rating of 96. Oh my 17 God. TDs, 8 interceptions his last nine. Mr. Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited. Passer rating of 101. 16 touchdowns to only 4 interceptions in 8 games this season. So huh. uh, playing better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes right okay. now, go B-minus for Russ. Uh, diplomat messages. Cheddar sun chips are a sleeper pick. I put them in my sub sandwich. It gets that crunch in the sub. A little fiber in the yes. sun chips, too. Can we agree on one thing? Because you're right. We all need to stay regular. Can we agree on one thing here? Chips uh -huh. on the sandwich or fries on a burger, always the way to go. Oh, it's a veteran move. That's the best move yeah. out. See, I don't like mixing stuff. I need to separate. You don't put your chips on sandwiches? Oh, hell no. And also, That's what lettuce is for. Uh, oh, okay. That's another hot take. Or spinach. Lettuce, yeah. lettuce does nothing for the sandwich. And I also think... What it, are you it, talking about? It brings texture. You know... Yeah. Hey, hate to name drop Subway here. They don't pay us any money, but you got to get the Miss Vicky's jalapeno chips and put yes. that on your sub. Uh, not necessarily the sun chips, so rookie move there, but do respect the 100%. sleeper pick call. 100%. You got to get Miss Vicky's jalapeno chips. 
Let's continue to grade stuff here on ESPN 106.3. LaVica, Theo, and Stone. I've realized, too, we could just do this every day for two hours. That can just be our show now. It could work. It's just straight grading everything in life. Uh, the NBA midseason tournament courts. The NBA midseason tournament courts. They are bright. They are colorful. And depending on the color, they hurt your eyes for two and a half straight hours watching on modern television. Stone, grade them. A, 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 A. I love it. Love the new unis. Love looking forward to what the court's going to look like. I'm a fan. Helps me gamble. Gives me a little more incentive on these games. A plus plus. Uh, Theo, your grade of the NBA tournament in-season tournament courts. Uh, A plus. They're doing exactly what they were supposed to do, and that's help fans delineate between a regular season NBA game and the in-season tournament game. So I love that part of it. And it's just it's something different. We don't always have to have this antagonistic view on something that's different just because we're not sure if we like it or not. It's cool. It's different. Go with it. Love that. I am going to give it a B. Uh, the red hurts my eyes. The Bulls court, the Heat court, the uh, the Portland court, it hurts my ojos. Sorry. Sorry you're such an old. Ken, I was worried for you when the Heat culture uniforms came out. and they I mean, did they're kind of ugly. They did an entire hour feature on heat culture and what it is and whatnot. I'm like, they can't. Please don't ruin. Please don't make this like the dab. They're turning the heat culture into a, a little dance or whatever. Heat culture is not to be monetized. Yeah. Right. Heat culture is not to be made a marketable item. Heat culture, you either have it in your DNA or you don't. It drives me crazy because what's going to happen is the Heat are going to lose, and they were able to hold off the Lakers the other night, but they're going to lose in these heat culture uniforms. And then the definition of heat culture, which has been painted in the lane, uh, that's going to become mocked. And this was a bad decision by the Heat, in my opinion it is and but you know the funny thing about the whole heat culture thing i have this can i throw this idea out to you guys and see what you think i think the only reason why the moniker the the name tag heat culture sticks so hard is because the word culture after heat because it doesn't end in an s fits way better than it would with any other team like teams have been saying bucks culture yeah sun's culture and you know bucks culture spurs culture all teams have been saying this but when the Heat say it, it just fits so much better because it's not a plurality word. It's a it's a Heat culture. H something about the way that T and that C hit that that's what makes it stick. Best take of the day. Thank you. That is quite an observation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's continue to grade stuff. LaVica, Theo, and Stone just grading stuff here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Second-year head coaches that still have a job. <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. Let's grade him. Stone, grade Mike McDaniel. A-plus. This is a staple because he's changing the sport that we know and love oh so much in 2023. Hard to do that. Oh, come on. Flying colors. Theo? I go, I go A-minus only because... Only because I think he's doing an excellent job. It's just, again, now that you've raised the expectations, you've raised the bar, you have to start showing it against the contenders, and they haven't been able to do that so far. Uh, I'm going to give him a B. I don't like what I've seen the last month in terms of getting off to quick starts. Uh, I don't like uh, how they struggle uh, against the superior teams in the league. Maybe I'm just annoyed by the narrative. Mike McDaniel, still a wise sage, still one of the the true creative, innovative minds in the sport, but I need to see more now. It's go time. It's win time. He gets a B. Matt Eberflus, Chicago Bears. Theo. <laughs> <laughs> Who? 
<laughs> Who are we talking about I, here? I, I did get really scared when you said Frank Steichen, Matt Steichen, or whatever. Shane, Shane. Steichen, yeah. I didn't know, you know, I forget Steichen? every time I hear him where he coaches, and yeah. I was hoping I wasn't the first to go there. <laughs> like, somebody else go first. And Matt Eberflus reminds me of that. Matt Eberflus. I mean, dude, like, he gets an incomplete because I really just don't care about what he has going on up there in Chicago, and the team is not good. The roster is bad. He has a weird quarterback situation. His starting quarterback was just throwing ball in like D3 last year. So and he's a CrossFit champion. <laughs> yeah, he does yeah. kip-up pull-ups, which is not the proper way to do a pull-up. Uh, if you don't like that and you're in CrossFit, uh, eat it. Uh, Stone, Brian Dayball. Brian Dayball, old baldy. Let's go with the Z. Uh, I think what the New York Giants have put on display this year is nothing short he's of pitiful. He's been kicked out of school. I think it's painful. Oh. Yeah, he's um, in spectrum right now. I, I hate this. Coach of the year, you cannot follow it up with this. Oh. And whoever drafted Tommy DeVito needs to be put in jail. <laughs> uh, they must have heard us at ACC kickoff last uh, year. They're like, if this guy's name's getting floated to his old coaches, he must be good. How are the Giants doing? Uh, Stone Labanowicz just graded Brian Dable as put him in jail. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, Minnesota Vikings. Theo, Kevin O'Connell. Oh, you know what? Hey, Kevin O'Connell deserves an A. He gets an A. He just had a quarterback come in on a Tuesday, and then on Sunday, they were were they on the road against the Falcons or were they at home? They were in the dome. They were, they were on the road. On the road. And you're right. I forgot because, yeah, that to have a, a quarterback come in, and do what he did. You have your your starting quarterback on IR, your best player on IR, and you're still, what, 4-4 four and four is the Vikings? You get a nay. Uh, and then quickly, quickly, quickly to wrap up, Lavica Theo, and Stone grade stuff on ESPN 106.3. Tattoos in places that are always covered by clothes. Tattoos in places always covered by clothes. Stone? Yeah, it's an A+. Plus. Uh, it's a really good mood, depending on what your career path is. I love it. I respect it a lot, man or woman. Uh, a+. Plus. Uh, Theo, tattoos in places always covered by clothes. F, I need to see it. You know, you're spending all that money. I need to see it, man. Who, who's it for if I can't see it? And if it's not for me, it gets an F. Big I'm with Theo. I, get a fl- I give a flat F to it. Why would you get art inked on your body without showing it to the public? Show me. What's the point? What is the point of that? It's an F. Oh, Do yeah. not get tattoos where clothes are always going to cover them. Let it fly. Let it fly. Let it, it get air. I want to see that art. That's the whole point. Tattoos are a look at me. Treat it as such. And thus concludes a passionate edition of Levicka Theo and Stone. Great stuff on ESPN 106.3. He's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Lebanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Class is dismissed on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVeca, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. That it is. I saw the screenshot you sent me, Stone. Zaps New Orleans kettle-style voodoo potato chips. Yeah. $4. I'll give it a shot. Get involved. I still feel like you guys are severely underrating sun chips. You got to tap in. Hashtag cheese. Hashtag cheese. Hashtag cheese. Uh, let me tell you about Dr. Neil Goldhaber, hashtag awesome. Dr. Neil Goldhaber is making sure that your congestion issues are taken care of, your ear problems, including ringing. He's going to try and help you with that. Throat issues, uh, tonsil concerns, he's going to try and assist you there. Snoring, hey. 
He's going to try and have your back. He's Dr. Neil Goldhaver. He's not a miracle worker. He's just really, really damn good at what he does. He's been doing it for decades, based out of Boynton Beach. There's a reason he's the ENT extraordinaire, because he's been changing people's lives, improving people's lives for years and years and years and years and years. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, get your consultation. Sit down with him. Tell him what ails you. He's going to come up with a plan and try and help you. Goldhabersinus.com. 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 It's Dr. Neil Goldhaber. How are we doing on time here, Stone? We're probably up against it, huh? 30. 30 seconds. Uh, by the way, Theo, just so you know, Kansas City Chiefs fan, Brittany Mahomes is going to try and set up uh, Sophie Turner, former Game of Thrones star, yeah. with uh, with one of Patrick Mahomes' good friends. Need that. Need more of them. Keep getting these celebrities in-house for the Super Bowl run. Uh, are you? Are, is this a way to get... All right, we'll continue this tomorrow. <laughs> Stupid clock. That's Theo, that's Stone, I'm Ken. Bye-bye. Go Owls.